Hey, before we start our episode, if you want to be featured on the show in a case study where I develop a three to five point plan to bring you from broke to brilliant in 10 to 15 years, then email me at evanthomasbroke at yahoo.com. I'll send you my questionnaire. You fill it out, send it back, and if chosen, you'll be featured anonymously free of charge on an upcoming episode where we take a look at a financial or motivational topic to gradually shift your thoughts from a broke to brilliant mindset. And as always, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult with a financial advisor if necessary. My name is Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Sunday, July 26th. I actually think I gave you the wrong date in my episode yesterday. It was actually the 25th of July. Today is Sunday. July 26th. And if you haven't noticed, podcast days are weekends for me because like you, I've got a real job, right? So I like to put content out there for those of you that are trying to go from broke to brilliant in about 15 years. And so as I was walking this morning, actually, as you know from a previous episode, I'm trying to get 6,000 steps per day, which I would encourage all of you to do the same, to wake up, drink some water, have some coffee, put on your socks, put on your shoes, and get out there and just start walking. You're gonna feel energized. You're gonna feel like you know, you can do anything in your life, whether it be a great job uh, that you're trying to get at this particular point in your life, or if you have a great job and you just wanna to continue to do better, or if you're trying to <clears throat> increase your net worth year after year, I would encourage you to get up and exercise. We've talked about pennies that I do in a previous episode. I motivate myself by doing one set of exercises right here in my condo, push-ups, jumping jacks, air, air squats, lunges, crunches, bicep curls, tricep curls, all within one set of what I call a penny. I put the penny on my desk, I do the set, put it back in the drawer, and I feel so successful that I've done my pennies for the day. And so, you know, if you want to fuel your life, if you want to fuel your energy to accomplish everything that you want, whether it be from finances or anything, I would encourage you to get up, drink some water, put on your shoes and just start walking. Be like Forrest Gump. (laughs) Um, Get out there and just start walking. Put in your earbuds, listen to podcasts. I have some favorite ones. I like Choose Fi. I think I've talked about that previously. I really like to listen to Project Life Mastery. I like The Money Guy Show, Tim Ferriss, Rich Roll, The Retirement Answer Man, The Broke at 40 Podcast with Evan Thomas. Of course, I'm especially partial to, no pun intended there, right? Um, But yeah, put on your earbuds, listen to these people that are talking about building wealth over time. You're gonna learn so much, and I'm so happy that you're with me here today on this episode. And as I was walking today, I had this real aha moment. Have you ever had one of those where you are thinking about something and all of a sudden the light bulb goes off in your head and you think, aha, this is kind of brilliant. This is something I want to share with people. And as I was thinking through the podcast for today, the content, I wanted it to be called how can you apply the concept of one and done? I think I've talked about that previously a little bit, especially in my episode that you may wanna check out. If you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see 
The Millionaire Next Door, where I talk about at the end, I don't want to do like a little spoiler alert here, but the concept of buying quality. It's okay to spend a little bit more money on things, isn't it? Isn't it? If you want to buy a spatula, for example, like I did 15 years ago, that's made of quality rubber, quality wood, and you're going to keep that spatula for 15 years, then go ahead and spend 15 bucks or whatever it is on that spatula. So go take a listen to that episode of the concept of how you can become the millionaire next door. And, you know, buying quality is the same thing really as buying something once and saying to yourself, I'm done. I've already bought that item. And if you continue to think that way, especially with really big ticket items, like a couple examples I'm going to give in this episode today, you know, the biggest ticket item in most of our lives is what? The home that we live in or the condo that we live in. So if you can get that concept of one and done with one property and do it once and get the place that you want and stay there is going to help you get to a million dollar net worth than if you continue to make decisions every few years to upgrade your life into something that is going to keep you debt ridden. And so I would like to give you a couple examples of my own life over the past many years. I'm going to go back eight years or so and talk through my journey of when I was about halfway to where I am right now at a million dollar net worth. And if I would have made some decisions, it would have really um, impacted my ability to be where I am today had I made those decisions. And so the first one is up right now. And we're going to be talking about how in 2014, um, there was a, a position open with my company in Phoenix for a manager position. So I had been with the group for many years. Uh, for those of you that have listened to my backstory, um, you know that I've been with my company for 21 years now. And so with every single year, as you know, I was you know, doing a great job. I would get a little bit more money. I would be promoted here and there. But my goal was never really to climb up the corporate ladder. Okay. Um, I know many of you listening might want to do that, and that's great. I was still able to build wealth over time by not doing that. But I still did such a great job that the money came, and that can happen for you as well. So in 2014, um, this woman had retired in our group, and they posted the manager position for that particular group in Phoenix. So I don't live in Phoenix. I live somewhere else. And so I thought to myself, well, you know what? I probably have a good shot maybe of applying for that job. I would think that, you know, if I go through the interview process, I had, you know, created a position in my myself in terms of how the company viewed me and my work ethic that I felt like I probably have a really good shot at that. And so let me walk you through my thought process of what happened. So I knew also, and many of you know that during the journey of the past, you know, several years, I paid off my condo, right? So now I have this condo that I live in today, which is 600 square feet. I'll talk more about that here in a little while. I paid it off. So now it's an asset in my net worth equation. So what would have happened, though, if in 2014 I decided to um, apply for that job and I got the position in Phoenix? Well, I would have had to sell my property 
and I would have had to purchase another property most likely in Phoenix. And so I knew there was a neighborhood that I really liked, so I did some Googling. I found out that the cost of a condo that I wanted was maybe 250, maybe 300,000, somewhere in there. And so, you know, knowing that if I had to make this kind of a move, which is a big move in anybody's life, right? You know, leaving, selling your place, buying another one. And even though this place I had almost paid off, I could put that equity towards the new place. I did know that, you know, that would set me back in terms of having more debt to the tune of about $300,000, I guess. It would be somewhere in there when you look at the full equation of that decision. However, I knew that my income, of course, would go up, right? And I forecasted, well, maybe my income would go up by $25,000 per year. You know, if it was 20% increase, something like that. So when you think about making these big decisions, you have to think about the whole equation as a whole, right? So I, if you take 25,000, you know, how many years would it take to pay back 300,000? And, I'm, and I'm, I'm saying 300,000 because that would be the entire life of the mortgage that I might pay. The property might be 200,000, but interest would be 100 grand. So in my mind, I'm just thinking bigger picture of how many years would it take to make, if I made that decision to recoup that investment of buying a property. And yes, that property would have been paid off and I get that, but it would have taken me 12 years to really pay that back, okay? So I said to myself, if I was going to be happier in that manager position, then yes, I would definitely make that decision. But I stopped myself and I said, you know what? My goal is really not to work up the corporate ladder. I don't want to work up the corporate ladder. I don't want additional responsibilities of management of people in my group. Although I like mentoring, I didn't want to be a manager per se. I really wanted to work more with clients. So I knew that. So you may be presented with what we call shiny silver objects, right? Those are things in life that we see suddenly and we're like, ooh, that's really attractive. I want to go for that. But because we're programmed as human beings to want something, but we really have to stop and think, is that something that we really, really, truly value? Is that job function something truly that I value? And if that answer was yes, I would have made that decision. So I also want to anchor this back to where I talked briefly about Vicki Robbins' book called Your Money or Your Life, where she talks about decisions just like that. You know, your life energy, if you want something more in terms of a material item, you know, think to yourself, how many years would it take you to pay for that new object? Okay, so long story short on that, I decided not to do that. And for me, that was the right decision. So if we flash forward then one year into the future from there, so that was back in 2014, I was very comfortable with that decision. Well, in 2015, I started thinking a little bit differently about the condo that I have now. And I know in previous episodes, I've shared with you that, you know, you may go through things in life where you have neighbors that are loud. You may want to say to your, you say to yourself all the time, I'm going to move, I'm going to sell this place, I'm going to go somewhere else. And you really have to stop and think, is that really the right deci decision? especially if you want to apply the concept of one and done, which is going to help you get to a million dollar net worth faster. 
than if you make the wrong decisions in life in these 15 years that you're dealing with. If you're broke at 40, you've got about 15 years, maybe more, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in future episodes. But you know, for me, I did it in 15 years, and so that's the window of what I was looking at, and that's the window that I would like you to look at as well, knowing that we have some additional years there to play with and work as well to get to a million. But anyway, that's for another episode a little bit later. But in 2015, I thought, wow, I'm really starting to feel crowded in my space. And as I'm looking around my condo right now, um, what I did was I tried to create a new world for myself. And I would encourage you all to do the same. We can anchor this back to an episode I just had on going from broke, um, going from a broken mindset to a brilliant mindset is how can you create a new world for yourself and not make decisions that will impact your ability to grow. And so back in 2015, I really started to think about why was I feeling suddenly crowded in my condo, whereas previously I was not. And I looked around the place, I looked in the bedroom, I looked in the living room, and what I started to see that I didn't see previously is that I was bringing things into the space over the course of many, many years and not taking things away. So for example, I have French doors that go out to a patio and because, you know, I have a nice um, southern view, so I have lots of really great lights on that patio every day that kind of brings that light into the space and there's a large patio, well, I had blinds on that those French doors that I would close, which really made me made it make me feel crowded and you know confined in a small small space and i remembered back to when i first bought the condo in 2003 i didn't have any blinds on those went those doors and it felt open so immediately i took the blinds down i moved my couch to the other wall so that people couldn't see me from the building across the street right so you have to reinvent and create your world and say okay if I don't want blinds that make me feel restricted on the doors, then I'm going to have to move my couch to the other side of the room. Now, at the same time, I decided to get rid of an armoire that I had. Uh, yes, don't laugh. I had an armoire still in the year 2015. I know many of you are like, wow, what's that? An armoire was something that you put a television in, the bigger televisions, right? I still had one. Crazy, huh? So I sold that, I actually put an ad somewhere and I was gonna pay somebody to take it from me, but anyway, I sold it for like 20 bucks. It was a big object in the room that was making me feel crowded and confined in the space that I was living, so that went. Then I looked at my furniture and somebody said to me, a friend, they're like, you've got lots of furniture that's made of wood. I'm like, wow, you're right, I've got wood floors, I've got all these wood pieces, it just, you know, too much wood going on. So I lightened it up. I, I, I got a coffee table with a glass top, right? You're recreating the world and you're opening it up. You're making yourself think, okay, I used to feel crowded here. I was wanting to buy a new place. And now what if I just change that? What if I change and get rid of some things? And so in the bedroom, I had a huge dresser and a mirror uh, that had to go because I also, one of my thought processes was and I told myself this, is that I wanted a two-bedroom condo for what? For an office, because I was starting to work from home much more. Now I'm working from home full-time. And I thought, well, I need a bigger place so I can put an office in the spare bedroom, right? Well, no. I 
took the things away from the bedroom. I put, I bought a nice little red desk that I'm sitting at right now. And it's in the bedroom, it's great, it's fine. Um, I didn't need to go spend 200 grand on a new condo. I'm reinventing myself. I'm reinventing and creating a world which is gonna make me feel less crowded. And so I, um, as I continued around, along, down that thought process, I ended up spending about $3,600. I spent $3,600 in my condo redesign project. So I really talked it up with my friends. It was kind of silly, but you can do the same. You know, talk up something small like that, but to you, make it big, right? I'm doing a redesign. Well, that redesign was really get rid of a bunch of crap, get rid of a bunch of furniture, and buy some a few quality pieces, and you're suddenly then being like frugal in your space and more minimalist, I should say. And I bought a new leather couch, the fold-out bed I told you about in a previous episode because I had some neighbors that were kind of loud. And I, I recreated the space, a brand new rug, some bar stools that I love, and just really simplified it. Now I can walk around and be like, this is fine. I don't need any more space. I've taken things away and I feel just fine. Now what you can do then is take that to the next level. Challenge yourself and say, huh, okay, Evan, I said to myself, you just spent $3,600 for this redesign project. I actually sold things, so I had a credit there, but overall it was about maybe $3,300, I think it was. I have a spreadsheet where I documented everything, and I looked at that just a few minutes ago. And so I wanted to give you a bigger picture perspective of it. I said, well, okay, here's where I challenged myself. I said, why, or could I, I said to myself, could I recoup that $3,300? And how could I recoup that money? And so what I said to myself was, I don't need cable. Lots of people today are like getting rid of cable and saying that's stupid. I don't want to spend 160 bucks on cable, which I was doing. So I got rid of that. My internet's only like 50 bucks. You can go back to my previous episode where I give you all of my expenses, which are 15 grand a year, and that's it. Keep your expenses low. That's the thought process you need to have going forward. And so by doing that at the same time, reducing the cable and there were a few other things in um, internet that i mentioned i became more frugal with electricity i started turning off lights that i didn't do before the place was lit up like a christmas tree most of the time so i became very frugal with electricity so i had a credit there in my electric and so when i added up these reductions of you know how much i'm saving in my budget going forward i realized that i could recoup that $3,300 in two and a half to three years. And that's the way you should think. If you're gonna make a redesign project, if you're gonna do something and spend a little bit of money, challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to say, how could I reduce my budget to make that money up and make it a challenge, make it a game. And you know, sure enough, I recouped all of that. I recouped that $3,300 by being a little bit more frugal in the next two to three years. So those are the two aha moments that I had today to share with everybody when applying the one and done concept. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. I wanna end this episode today with talking about Woody Allen here just for a minute. I watched a documentary recently 
about Woody Allen. And if you know anything about him, of course, he's one of the greatest actors and greatest screenwriters of all time. You may not know this about Woody Allen, but he bought a typewriter back in the 1960s, maybe the early 1970s. This old typewriter, you know, the kind that you hit the key and then that little arm pops up and it hits the page with ink, right? He has this old typewriter, high quality typewriter that he bought and he has created on paper his vision for all of his, his movies and written all of his scripts typing it out on that one typewriter that he bought many, many, many years ago, right? He created his vision. He would actually, you know, type out a page, and if he didn't like it, he would take the page out, get a red pen and put an X through it, or even cut it, cut and paste the old-fashioned way, and tape up those scripts, those pages on the wall so he could see his vision as he creates some of the greatest scripts of all time from a typewriter. That's crazy. Don't you think that Woody Allen would have had the best computer in the world to create his vision and to move stuff around and think that way? No. He said to himself, one and done. I'm going to buy a high quality typewriter and I'm going to create on that typewriter some of the greatest scripts that have ever hit the movie screen. So guess what, everybody? You can do the same. You can do the same as it relates to your life. If you want to be successful with money, if you want to be successful with creating your own vision of going from broke to brilliance, you can author and be the writer of your own financial destiny. You really can. One page at a time, one chapter, chapter at a time, you can definitely do that. So I'm going to close out this episode. I want all of you to have a great day. And you can go from a broke to brilliant mindset um, by applying all of these concepts that you hear on the one and done philosophy. Have a great day, everybody. Alrighty, that's going to do it for another episode, everybody. Hey, I've got a favor. If you've got a friend that's struggling financially at any age, please share this episode with them. Let them know that I went from broke to a million dollar net worth in just about 14 years. And if I can do it, anybody can. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. What do I always say? It's okay to be broke at 40. It really is, but not at 50 or 55 now that you found us you can change your financial destiny. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast.